And so gracious God, in these moments, may your words for us today be words of light and of life. Amen. So friends, this morning as we begin this four-week look at uh, some of the building blocks of our faith, we're hearing from other people in the church, and today we're thinking about praying and reading. And when I think about what lies at the heart of both of these building blocks of faith and why we pray and why we read the Bible, at the heart of it all is our relationship with God. Praying and reading the Bible are surely the staple diet of any Christian life, but they so easily become things that we do out of duty or obligation, whereas in fact they can be the very opposite, because making these part of our lives enables us to learn so much more about who God is and to understand what sort of life we might live that would be pleasing to God and honouring to the world God has created It's through both prayer and the scripture that God speaks to us. And so knowing God better, having God speak to us, these seem like good things to me and they're vital parts of the life of faith. Being connected and staying connected to God is a recurring theme throughout the Bible. And our New Testament reading from John 15 is a wonderful picture that helps us to understand this life of faith so much better. So let's think about it together for a few moments this morning. Now, my lack of gardening prowess is well known, but I do at least have some appreciation for the importance of pruning. Pruning is a way of helping plants grow in the right direction and to the right ends. You prune to stop the plant wasting its energy, being unproductive. You encourage shoots to go upwards and outwards towards the light. Now vines are plants that need pruning too, especially if you're after decent grapes. Vines need to be encouraged to grow towards the light rather than getting in a tangled mess. You see, because left to their own devices, they can produce a lot of superfluous growth that is not as fruitful as it could be. The implication of what Jesus is saying is that we bear more fruit and that we grow better, we bless others better, we become better versions of ourselves when we allow ourselves to be guided and shaped by the one who knows how it all works. For the early disciples of Jesus listening to these words being spoken for the first time, they would have made the connection also between the vine and the people of Israel. We read in the Old Testament about God bringing the vine up out of Egypt and being planted in the promised land. The vine needs protecting and it needs re-establishing. The grapes that it's producing are often not the right ones. And so it's this image that the prophets have used throughout the ages. And so now here is Jesus saying that he is the true vine. He's the one on whom God's purposes are now resting and all his followers are to remain in him. It puts Jesus firmly at the centre of what it means to be one of God's people. It makes having Jesus at the centre of our lives crucial to being a Christian. How can you do it without the focus on Jesus? But I think the way in which Jesus speaks about it all here in John 15 is important. This is a picture of creation. It implies growth and fruit and things taking time. 
It isn't the language of military command and control. This is a way of speaking that speaks of gentleness and intimacy even, something that we are to cultivate in our relationship with God. You see, the branches that decide to go it alone and try living without being connected to the vine, they will soon discover their mistake. It's a bit like the flowers we had on our beautiful Easter cross last weekend. I hope you've been able to see some of the pictures. Those flowers looked stunning and throughout the sunny afternoon they they opened up. But none of them were connected to the rest of the stem from which they'd been cut. And those stems were obviously not connected to the roots either. They look good in that moment but they will not last. They will flame out. And friends, it is very possible to flame out in faith, to have a burst of energy and colour, but then to find ourselves not sufficiently connected to the one who is the source of all life. Jesus is telling us here in John 15 about the importance of staying connected. We are the branches and he is the vine. He is the source of our life. And yes, that ongoing life and growth might require us being pruned and directed and shaped at times, but it's far better, friends, that this pruning and shaping and directing comes from Jesus, who knows you and loves you and wants you to flourish and be the best version of yourself that you can be, than it comes from some of the other influences and pressures that we face each day. And so how do we remain in him? What does that look like in practice? Well, I guess that's what the whole of these four weeks are going to be about, but it's particularly what today is about. Part of remaining in Christ is almost certainly going to involve being part of a community that knows and loves Jesus and celebrates him as its Lord. The Christian faith is a communal activity, not an individual endeavour. But more than that, we need to be people who make time to pray and make time to read our Bibles. We must make sure to be in touch with and in tune with Jesus, knowing him and being known by him. And so where do we start with prayer? Friends, if you're not sure how to reignite your prayer life, you're not sure how to pray if you've never prayed before, I encourage you to start with what we call the Lord's Prayer, a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. And sometimes when we pray, it's about not saying anything at all. As we heard earlier from Fred and Vicky, sometimes it's important actually that we listen and we're quiet and we let God move in our life in that way. And as we go on in our faith, sometimes it changes. During Lent, with our friends at Bellevue Baptist Church, we have had a, a daily office on Wednesdays, pausing at eight in the morning and midday and eight in the evening to pray. Well, we've worked through some liturgy and some set readings, and that's been so helpful for many of us over Lent. Others, I know, connect their prayer life with things that they have to do every day, so it's all woven together. I know of a friend who uh, doesn't have a dishwasher, not because they haven't got space in their kitchen for one, not because they couldn't afford one, but they choose not to because 
that washing up time is also a time when they connect with God in prayer. So they've chosen not to change it because it's become such a helpful part of their life. The same with the Bible. Where do you start? How do you restart if it's waned? Well, just as with prayer, the place to start is with Jesus. And I would encourage you to read one of the four books of the Bible that we know as the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, four versions of the Jesus story. And perhaps just read a chapter a day and see what happens. As we go on in our faith, sometimes the way in which we read scripture changes too. Maybe you'll use some of the the notes that different organisations put together to go alongside our reading. You'll come to Bible study groups or other gatherings where it helps us get under the skin of different passages. We read other things to help us understand the Bible better. Sometimes I just read a chapter and then I sit quietly and do nothing else, actually. I did this not long ago with the book of Isaiah, just asking God to speak to me as I read it and then sitting quietly to let God be at work in my life. Whatever else does and doesn't change, though, different churches and Christian traditions all do this differently too. But whatever else does and doesn't change, it really is, friends, all about Jesus and connecting with him and listening to him and learning from him. That really is the ultimate building block of faith. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the privilege that it is for us to pray and to read the Bible. And we pray that you would help us to stay connected with you. We invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us. And Lord, if we've never done these things before, we pray that you'd help us to know how and where and when to start. That you'd help us to encourage each other in this work too. Lord, if... We have done it before, but it has slipped or it's waned. We pray that you would give us a renewed energy and a renewed commitment to staying connected to you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.